0: Welcome to Hydrant Online, my name is Miranda and I'm one of the pastors here at Hydra. and we are so thankful that you have chosen to worship with us, whether it's in your car, on the way to work, or if it's Sunday morning, gathered around the TV with your family, we are just so thankful. We are in the second part of our two-part series called I'm Fine, It's Fine, Everything's Fine and really this sermon series is the answer to the question that, that most of us tend to give uh, to the question of how are you? You see, last week we talked about everyday anxieties and sadness, which which we defined by saying this. Everyday anxiety exists when the problems around you overwhelm the peace within you. You see, we and we we talked a little bit about differentiating between clinical anxiety and depression and, and these everyday anxieties that we that we tend to face. And we looked at a, a certain scripture. We looked at Philippians chapter four, and we noticed that that scripture was broken down really, and we could break it down into four P's: praise, presence, present, and peace. Praise because God deserves all of the honor and all of the glory and all of the praise. And if we don't cry out and rejoice, the rocks will. Presence, we saw that in that particular scripture that the verse, the Lord is near was smack dab in the middle of that scripture. And so we are reminded that God sets a table in the middle of our mess, in the middle of our war. He is in the midst of it all and then present. We, we talked about the fact that, that prayer is a conversation with God, and, and that we can talk to God as one would talk to a friend, and so it, we get to enter into this deep, intimate relationship with God where we can ask him things, but we need to make sure that our heart and our mind and our motive is pure, and then the last one was peace, God's peace, which surpasses all understanding, will begin to guard our hearts. And and what we were specifically talking about was our minds, that God's peace will uh, guard. And that word guard was more like a militaristic kind of standing its ground, protecting. And so this week, we're going to look at an aspect of of mental health that often gets ignored, and that's self-care. Now, I have to admit, (laughs) I have to be a little little transparent here. I am terrible at self-care. You know, so much so that I've had friends that have come around me that have called me out for just working and working and working and giving and giving and giving, so much so that I will make myself physically sick. I used to be so bad at self-care, and sometimes I still really am. But I was seeing a counselor not too long ago, and and she reminded me of the importance of self-care in regards to my mental health. And she challenged me to seek in Scripture what what God's Word has to say about self-care in regards to mental health. And so when I looked through Scripture, one thing specifically in the New Testament really stuck out to me. And it was the fact that, that Jesus oftentimes took time for what we would call self-care. Now, in the New Testament, it wasn't really called self-care. You didn't see the, those words together. But he often withdrew to spend time with the Father. After he would teach, after he would preach, after he would perform miracles, after long journeys, he would take time to withdraw by himself and spend time with the Father reconnecting. And I went back to my counselor and and told her what I had found, and she smiled and she said, if that's not self-care, I don't really know what is. And so this week we're going to look at three different aspects that contribute to self-care and what scripture has to say about each of them. The first one we kind of touched on a little bit last week, but it's you are created as a whole person. And so, so we, we talked about it, like I said last week, of we are created as whole beings, and we use the wheel and the spokes analogy. You see, I believe that we can easily forget that our bodies, our hearts, and our minds are important parts of who we are as human beings. And it's important for us to take care of them. You know, I believe scripture paints a picture and teaches us that that God has designed us as these multifaceted human beings. We have a heart, a body, a mind, a spirit, and a soul that makes up our entire being. And all of those parts were created and made to love and serve God. But we can't do that when one of those spokes is loose. It gets hard to serve God when one of our spokes, one of those heart, body, mind, soul, one of those spokes, is loose. You see, Mark chapter 12 verse 30 says, "And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength." You see, it's commandment to love the Lord your God with your entire being. First Thessalonians 5:23 says, "Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely." and may your whole spirit and whole soul and whole body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, Scripture is clear that we are created as whole beings. And like we have said, when one spoke of the wheel is loose, the whole wheel begins to fall apart. It begins to wobble. We fall out of, out of sync. But when there is victory in one area, there are victory in other areas as well. So what does this look like? What does, what does taking care of our whole self look like? Maybe it's making time for rest. Maybe it's enjoying the arts. Maybe, maybe it's practicing spiritual disciplines like prayer or meditation. I don't know what it specifically is for you because God has uniquely created and designed each and every one of us with certain abilities, gifts, and talents and ways of connecting with him. And so, so one of the challenges this week is to find out what way you connect with God, what way you find rest. Maybe it's with your family, maybe it's, maybe it's taking an afternoon and, and spending it alone and reading a good book. Whatever it may be, however it is you find rest, I I want you to hear this. You have permission to rest. It's important to your overall health, but but as we're talking about, it is important for self-care, it's important for your mental health. The next aspect is, is this idea of stewardship. And that stewardship is an act of worship. You know, stewardship is just a fancy word for for care or attention, and really what this is saying is we need to pay good attention and take care of ourselves as an act of worship to God. You know, since every part of us has been given to us by God for his glory, every part of us is to be used and cared for wisely. Wisely. You see, oftentimes I think that, that people misunderstand this word worship. They think of worship just as the singing and the listening to the sermon on a Sunday morning or whatever. But, but that's, that, those are forms of worship. But that's not all. You see, worship is this, this idea of surrendering our entire being to God and what his plans are for our lives. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 say this, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You see, Paul invites us to present our living bodies as a sacrifice to God. So so what does that look like in terms of mental health and of self-care? It means seeking counsel from a therapist as well as scripture. It may mean taking prescribed medicines as well as meditating and praying about it. We are called to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. So you see, mental health is so important. We can't be transformed when we're not in a healthy place. We don't, we don't hear those words of transformation when we're in unhealthy places. The next aspect is as humans, we are finite. We have limits. Scripture is is clear about this. Psalm 103, 15 and 16 says, for as, as for a man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. You see, while we were created in the image of God and have some of his aspects, we are not infinite like he is. We are not limitless like he is. We need rest, and we need to take care of ourselves. We can see this very clearly played out in the life of Jesus. You see, Jesus was both fully God and fully man, but, but he took time to rest. Jesus took naps. He took time, he valued self-care. He didn't use the word self-care, but we can see it played out very clearly. And you see, we have those limits because we are finite, and if they are ignored, trust me, those limits in our lives will make themselves known. There's this thing that, that I've been learning more about over the past year and a half or so, and there are these things called boundaries. <laughs> now, you see, when I first learned the term boundaries, I uh, I have to admit, I felt pretty confident. I was like, yeah, I have boundaries. I have really great boundaries. And then as things started to happen and and life started to happen, I realized that while I did have some very good boundaries, there were some that, man, the enemy had to just step a foot into it. Sin just had to enter a little bit, and those boundaries were shot. I realized the importance of boundaries. I, I realized that, that we have these limits and we need to set these boundaries in order to protect our hearts, but in this context, in order to protect our minds. You see, I was under the assumption when I first started learning that, that boundaries were going to hinder me. I, I, I struggled to set some boundaries because I didn't, I didn't want to be hindered. I didn't want to, to only be able to work in this confined area, but I realized that setting and keeping boundaries doesn't mean that you don't have freedom. In fact, setting boundaries allows you more freedom and helps you to experience more joy. Most of the time, we view boundaries as walls, I know I did, I, I and I still do it to this day a little bit, but I used to be very bad about building walls, and, and someone once told me that building walls keeps people out, but it also keeps you trapped and locked in, and so I want us to shift what we think about boundaries from walls to more like fences. You see, most fences have gates, And and gates allow good stuff in, but they also keep bad stuff out. You see, fences help to guard whatever is inside of it. And so if we place boundaries, it will help us. It will strengthen that guarding that the peace of God does over our hearts and our minds. Maybe in order to work through your everyday anxieties, you need to set or strengthen some boundaries. Here's a thing that I I needed to remember, is that I can't do it all. But we serve a God who can. And so by setting boundaries, I allowed myself more freedom to focus on self-care. I set my my phone on do not disturb at a certain time because that was a boundary I was setting for myself. I limited my time that I I went out with certain people because that was a boundary I set for myself. I limited the amount of spending that I did at Starbucks because that was a boundary I needed to set for myself. You see, boundaries help with self-care. Boundaries help with mental health. My counselor that I talked about earlier challenged me on this. She challenged me to begin to set boundaries and to talk about those boundaries and and to express what those boundaries were and what I needed to do. And when I started taking that challenge on of, of setting those boundaries, I saw my mental health increase significantly. And so maybe you need to set or strengthen some boundaries in your life. So now with all of that, what do we do? What do we do with this idea of self-care? Now that we know all of these things, now that that we've walked through some practical steps, what now? I want you to know, and I want you to hear this, that it is okay to practice self-care. It's not selfish. You see, one of the things that I've learned over the past couple of years is that life involves seasons. And so I know there's somebody out there that may be saying, and I've said this too, of, but I don't have time to rest. I don't have time to, to do self-care. Well, let me encourage you. You are allowed and you should take care of yourself. Like we said earlier, Jesus was known for withdrawing from people around him to spend time with the Father, which, like we said, can be seen as a form of self-care. You know what? He even encouraged his disciples to do the same. As I was preparing for this message, I realized that the goal of self-care in terms of dealing with our everyday anxieties and sadness is seeking God and not really self. You see, Matthew 6, tells us this, to seek first the kingdom of God. God sees self-care as a good thing, but we are called to trust him, rest in his goodness, and seek his kingdom first. You know, I think of our, our mental health maybe even like a lamp in a sense. You see, when it's unplugged from the source, it doesn't work how it was intended and created to work. But when it's plugged in to the power source, it lights up dark spaces. So when we take care of ourselves and we focus on our mental health, we can begin to reconnect to the power source, and we can begin to light up dark spaces, whether that's in our lives, our communities, our families, our homes, our workspaces, wherever that may be. So will you plug into the power source? Will you practice the the idea of self-care? Will you take time, especially during this holiday season that can get a little crazy, will you take time for self-care? Whatever that may look like for you know that it is okay, it is not selfish, you are allowed and you should practice self-care because self-care will lead to light and lighting up dark places. Let's pray. Father, I am so thankful for who you are. God, I am so thankful for, for the concept of self-care. God, would you allow us to see that it is okay to practice self-care. That it is a good thing to practice self-care. Lord, would you, would you help us to find the time and the space to rest? But Lord, when we are in that resting, would we rest in you? Would we rest in your truth, in your grace, in your mercies, God? Lord, would you show us and reveal yourself in a fresh and new and powerful way in our self-care? Father, we give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise because you deserve that and so much more, Lord. And so we say thank you and we love you. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.